Welcome to Let's Talk. Here we will focus on the hustle, the juggle, and everyday struggle of small business. About their everyday struggles, stresses, and ways they have been able to overcome the challenges of running their business. We welcome questions and comments, so please feel free to email us at admin at plemonscpa.com. We hope you enjoy, and above all, we hope it helps. Well, welcome to the Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business. I am Thalia Williams, your hostess. Today, we have an exceptional gentleman in our studios to talk about all of his hustle, juggle, and struggle of small business. We have Mike Anthony Torres here in our studios today. Welcome, Mike. How are you? Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You know, um, I'm excited to be here, excited to talk. Excited to share some knowledge and looking forward to it. Wonderful. Well, kind of tell us a little bit about your business and businesses because we were talking off a bit and you have several listed. So talk about those and, you know, how did you get into the ones that you're into? Yes, I I do appreciate that. You know, it, it started off being a, you know, in my early young teens, I would say late teens, uh, 16, 17 years old, you think you know life at that, you know, at that age, and you, you want to rebellious against what your parents tell you and stuff like that. So I, I was kind of like the black sheep of the family. And I thought I knew I, I knew life and left the house at the early age of 17. And realizing that I didn't know anything at all, period, right. And got in trouble with the law at an early age. And realized in time that I had to make some better choices. And when I got started understanding how to become a businessman, and I didn't even know what an entrepreneur was, I didn't Mm -hmm. even know that was even a thing, I had to really uh, dig deep and figure out how I was going to accomplish what I needed to do besides being a a label uh, into society and not being able to have a good lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Well, you're only 22 right now. You know, I, mean, I know, right, right. 22 years <laughs> young. <laughs> I wish. I mean, I wish I was back in my 20s to just tell myself uh, not to. Uh, well, actually, you know, I take that back because everything happens for a reason, right, in Correct. life. So I, I guess if anything, uh, I'm very grateful for all the, the mistakes, the wrongs, the failures that I've, I've experienced because it just teaches you how to continue to grow as an individual. But at a young age, I we didn't grow up with rich parents. Uh, we didn't have, you know, luxury things. We were paycheck to paycheck. And I realized that we were taught to go to school, you know, like, hey, after high school, you go to college, get your degree, get a loan, you know, get in debt and then go work for someone. And because my path decided to take a turn when I thought I knew life at 17 and leaving the house, I realized that after getting in trouble with the law, which I'm very open and transparent about my mistakes that I've made. I think uh, you remember the movie Eight Mile with Eminem? Yeah, that's okay. a neighbor of mine from, so, from the D. Yes. Yeah, okay. So so. Eminem in 8 Mile, the last scene that he does when he's rapping against, I can't remember the guy's name, uh, Papa Doc or something like that. 
before he goes on stage, his friend tells him, aren't you afraid of what he's going to say, that you live with your mom, that his friend did your girl, that you got beat up, blah, blah, blah. And he goes on stage and he basically goes first and he says every single thing that had happened to him. Yes, I live with my mom in a, in a, a trailer. Yes, you blah, blah, blah. Yes, you know. And then when it was the guy's turn, he couldn't say anything, right? And that moment in that movie, I took and said, that's exactly what I'm going to do with my life, with all the mistakes I made in my 20s. You know, getting I was in jail for careless mistakes. And like for like, I, I think it was like eight times I've been in jail. Wow. I have two felonies. And if people, you know, they don't know that based on the appearance. And, and, and you, you look at, and obviously y'all won't be able to see how I look like right now, but even with the picture or headshot, you'd be like, no way this guy got in trouble. And, and, and it's sad that people still judge people based on how they dress or what they wear. But I always tell people, don't judge a book by its cover because you don't know their story. True. You know? And... So when I saw that scene, I said, you know what? That's how I'm going to live my life. I'm going to just start telling people every single wrong thing because once I do it, people can't say, did you hear this about Mike Anthony? Did you hear about this? He did this. Oh, he did this. And the other person can be like, no, I already know because he talks about it all the time. Right. You told the story. Mm, I told the story, you know. So that was the uh, – that 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 helped me out throughout my work in progress career of becoming an entrepreneur. Um, I actually went to college for a semester or two and took a criminal justice class just to learn about what I got myself into, like trouble, like how serious it was. And I remember the professor telling me, son, you should just not, you know, finish college. You should really focus on trying to better yourself out there because you ain't going to get uh, hired anywhere. And I remember, like, are you serious? Like, how this is that serious? My first time getting in trouble. I never did anything wrong. How could this happen to me, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it, I was just, like, mind blown. And I remember applying to every single job possible and getting rejected. Wow. No, 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 no. And that really misses with your mind. And it makes you think like, okay, what are my options? And I would go out to parties at nightclubs and bars. And I remember waiting in line at one of the clubs uh, back in the day. And I remember seeing just guys just walk in and getting people in. And I remember telling one of my friends, I said, hey, what do they do? Oh, those are promoters. I was like, what do they do? Oh, they just bring people to the club. And I'm like, man, I could do that. And so I met this guy that instantly became one of my best friends. It's like a stepbrother scene, you know. And he is an incredible entrepreneur, most humblest person ever. If you ever meet him, you would not think that he was successful because he dresses really casual. A ball cap, polo shirt, jeans, and chucks. Very simple kind of guy. White flash. Mm-hmm. White flash. And I remember, you know, him owning a bar here in town, and he got me in the ropes. He's like, hey, you know what? 
I could teach you how to become a promoter and stuff like that. And little by little, that's exactly what I started doing was how I became into my field was learning how to uh, promote bars and nightclubs and restaurants. And I started realizing how fun it was. I mean, you were being able to get paid to drink, party, and there's other stuff that comes along with it. Um, not sure if if I have to filter out what I say or if I could just say anything. I don't want to be impolite or anything like that. You just can't so, cuss. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. So, um, but yeah, I was just like, it was mind blowing, you know, to see how much uh, fun it was to promote and be at these nightclubs. And I met a lot of good people, and I met a lot of people that just you don't ever want to shake hands with anymore, you know. I've learned that you can separate two things. You could be friends with someone or culture with someone and, you know, talk to them and not want to do business with them. And 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 I realized that. I call those associates. Yes, associates, you know. But there's some good associates that you want to, you know, still be in, in networking with. Of course. But there's people that you just, you're like, man, they do bad business all the time. And, and I don't get it. I never really understand it. You know, and in that in the time frame of me promoting, I, I again I made a lot of mistakes. You know, DWIs, um, being at the wrong place at the wrong time, and it, it just started really. You know, I, I I was trying to figure out myself and say, okay, I, I know what I'm doing with my career. I know you know the promoting was helping. I already established a name when it came to marketing and advertising, and. It was just like trying to put the pieces together. I hit rock bottom, I want to say, in 2015. I was financially broke. I was getting out of a toxic relationship. I was just depressed, suicide. I I, I thought about all the negative stuff. My mom died, too, as well. I didn't know what to do. And I remember I was uh, the last time I went into jail... I remember I made a phone call to an ex of mine that my family and close friends really liked. They they liked this girl a lot. And I remember calling her, and, and I remember her answering the phone. And the first thing she says was, I knew it was going to be you. And it was crazy because I haven't talked to her in a while. And I said, I, don't, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I was just like, I was shocked. And then there was a pause, I know that. And then she says, your mom would not be proud of you because she knew that my mom died. And so that was like an aha moment. It was a wake-up call. Mm -hmm. I remember getting out of jail. Only a few people knew. It was my last time. And a few people knew that that I had went in jail. And the next day, I decided to go out again. And before I I went to the bar, I, I asked God. I said, God said, if you can, please give me the power to not drink, not to order anybody's drinks or shots. I just want to go in there because I know I'm in this industry. I just want to go in there and be okay and not not be, you know, encouraged to drink. I, I just want to go through it. I was like, I'll, I'll stop drinking. I'll man up. Help me out. I do not want to get in trouble anymore. I don't want to make these careless mistakes. I go in the bar. I have a nickname. People would call me Hollywood because I was that guy that would buy rounds of shots for everybody. And 
I remember going there and it was the longest night ever. It was just the longest night. Wow. And, you know, you, you get there 1130, 1245, 2 o'clock, you know, people walking out, left at 2.30, no drink. I said one more prayer to God when I got home and then never had a drink again. And I've been sober for over five plus years now. Congratulations. Thank you. And I'm still in the industry, you know, and I'm around alcohol and drugs and everything. And it's just a willpower. But you had to hit that rock bottom. And a lot of people, they get scared of failures. They get scared of mistakes. And I feel that success and failure go hand in hand. You need to you, you need to experience both. Mm-hmm. And and you need to educate yourself, too, on what you can do. A lot of people say follow your passion and passion works, but I feel like it's the effort that you need to put in. Like people need to be more organized with their time. Um, with my experience getting in trouble with the, with the law, I had a work release program. Do you know what that is? Yes. So for the for the listeners that don't know what a work release program is, is that you're able to have quote unquote time out in the real world. And then you have to go back to jail and stay in jail. So the, And they only give you a limited time. So it's about eight hours, you know, because the eight-hour working day, right? So they only give you eight hours to ten hours at the max. So, and this was for six months that I was in this work release. And again, it can mentally mess up with your head because True. you're not in a hotel room. You're in jail. You're in a, you know, cold still bad smaller than a twin size and you're next to criminals people that do bad things i was i was next to a child molester i was next to drug dealers i was next to people that were uh, uh on a case for murder like it wasn't like oh you know i stole candy from the you know candy store no i was with, with some real criminals and I just remember, and and not to get off topic, but I just remember that I felt sorry for some of these guys because they didn't have the opportunity or chances to have that second chance at life because they didn't know any better mm-hmm. because they already been in trouble with the law prior and they just repeated the cycle and, and they knew the system very well. They knew that if they left this work release program and didn't come back, that they would get caught, they would go to jail, jail. They would be in jail for a month, and then they get out because they did their time, and then they just do it again. So for me, I was just like, man, I wish these guys had more opportunities because they're, I do believe in second chances because I've had plenty of chances mm-hmm. in my time. So with me being in this work release program and only having eight hours or ten hours – and mind you, I was financially broke in 2015. I was negative $584.24. And I keep the receipt with me in my wallet because if I ever have a bad moment, because I don't believe in having bad days, mm-hmm. just bad moments, mm-hmm. I'll look at it and I'll remind myself, okay, you never want to be there again. So with those eight hours or 10 hours I was out, I crunched 24 hours within those hours to really try to pursue what I was doing. Within those six months, I made over six figures. Wow. And it's nothing to brag about, but 
I was like, wow, imagine what I can do once I'm released from this program. Imagine 24 hours compared to eight to 10 hours. What can I do? And that's what I started doing. I was like, I'm going to kill it when I go out there. And, and that's what I did. And my thing is that my mom, uh, God bless her soul, she taught me as a kid to always share. Her saying was sharing is caring, sharing is caring, sharing is caring. There's eight or nine of us, brothers and sisters, right? So she would always tell me, if you're, if you have a Snickers bar and your brothers and sisters or anybody is hungry, you divide that Snickers bar into however many people you feed them first before you feed yourself or don't eat at all. Mm-hmm. She's like, if you have a dollar, you get that dollar and someone needs it better, more than you, you give them that dollar. And I just, just always, we would make inside jokes about it, right? And, but I remember that that was a, a really good piece of advice because it allowed me to understand how to give back, how to share, how to network with people and not to expect anything in return. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having this, this time of being able to, to realize all that, you know, cause when I was in this work release program, I took the time to understand what was going on. I was writing all the time. I believe in writing. And something about a pen hitting the notebook is, is it just helps. It's just like you, your words are coming to real life. And I spend at least one hour of my day writing. And it's just one of those things is that I realized that when I was able to have a full 24 hours, it was just like there was no limits anymore. You know? Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. And how did you manage to determine after that period of time which direction to go in? Because, I mean, you were in the promoter business. Yes. So you almost went back to that when you initially got out. Yeah. This last time. Yeah. And then you did what? How did you flourish from there? You know, it it, it really came to down to Facebook, Instagram, and social media. Thank mm-hmm. God we have these platforms because there's a lot of people that don't know how to use them. So when Facebook launched, and and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, when they launched their Facebook Live, I think it was like in 2015 or 16. Somewhere near you. You know, and I'm not a great – I had to practice to become a great speaker. A lot of people nowadays, I get to do guest appearances or a keynote speaker and whatnot. But – if you knew me at a young age, I stutter. I still stutter. I can't pronounce certain words. Still can't pronounce, you know, certain words. I'm right there with you. I mean, English is hard for me, and it's my first and only language. So I – it took me a while to come out my bubble and because I was like a really quiet kid. But, you know, middle school, high school kind of got out of that. And in, in my adulthood, I what I would do is – record myself so i would get my phone put the camera facing me and i would be speaking to the camera and i would just study myself how many times i blinked how many times i said um or like how how many times i was stuttering and i just started really focusing on the way i was saying certain things and how to be able to express the message that i was trying to deliver in my own unique way and that helped because when Facebook launched the Facebook Live, I just took advantage of it. I just went live everywhere. I was like live, 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 live. 
So a friend of mine that's a videographer reached out and said, hey, would you like some real production? I said, I absolutely would love some real production, but I can't afford you. said, I'm still, you know, trying to maintain. And he goes, it's fine. He goes, I see something in you. You're doing something that most people are not taking advantage of. I'm not an extrovert. I'm an introvert. Let's team up and we'll figure it out. I said, absolutely, we'll figure it out. I said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go on, we're going to go to every single restaurant bar and just start doing promo videos. I'm going to go out there, interview everyone, just get in front of the camera as much as possible. And it's exactly what I did. So you took some initiative. Mm -hmm. You had internal motivation. Yes. And then when people started seeing that, I had real companies. I'm not saying that the bar industry and night industry is not real companies, but I had a roofing company, a, uh, I had a doctor, hospital, salon. I had everyone just reaching out to me. Hey, Mike Anthony, can you do this for us? Can you do this for us? Can you do this for us? And it worked. And something in San Antonio that that I realized, San Antonio is a, is a slow market. I love my city, but we're just slow on everything. We are slow on food, fashion, music, everything. It is what it is, right? I love my city. And it's true. And I realized that a lot of the small business owners here in San Antonio never really incorporate a marketing budget. They just didn't see the need of it. Even if they had a storefront, they have an open sign, they think that people are going to just come in. True. Very true. And they didn't realize it's not not how it works. Unless you're a Nike, unless you're HEB, Walmart, a big corporate brand, then you don't need as much marketing because people already know but people ba- people buy based on their emotions. They have to like you first, then they trust you, and then they'll purchase. Mm-hmm. So, and where does that start? Starts with getting to know you. How do you get to know someone? Well, you have a free social media. Why are you not posting? Why are you not on there? So, I started realizing the consumer behavior, and when people were reaching out to me, they asked if I could do the same thing for them because I was doing it for myself. I said, sure. And so I started, you know, really putting a team together, uh, a marketing agency. And I remember a roofing company paying us $3,000 for marketing. And I was just, I felt kind of weird because there were one of the companies that, that I, I started over nine years ago was All Access Promotions and Entertainment, which is the promotional company, right? And when they wrote a check to All Access, I felt really weird because... There ain't nothing to do promotions or entertainment for this business. It's marketing. So I decided to uh, open up a marketing agency called 417 Solutions. And there's a big meaning behind the name 417 Solutions. Four uh, is uh, the month of April. And 17 is the day that my mom was born. So her that's her birthday, April 17th. So I named it after her, 417 Solutions. But 4 also stands for marketing, branding, networking, and building relationships. Those are four key elements for a, mar- for a business. And 17 has a great significance behind it too as well. The meaning of 17 is strength, loving, care, passion, humanity. So it had a really good purpose behind it. And for me, that's, that's what I wanted to do was put something in honor of my mom, 417 Solutions. And so then... We started, you know, really progressing on on helping small business owners 
and working with their budgets and stuff like that and trying to lead them into success and showing them the ropes. And then in the time frame as well, my birthday is in October, right? And I remember the first year that uh, my mom passed away, I wanted to do something in honor of her. And so I started a nonprofit organization called Purple Diamond Lupus Foundation. And the Purple Diamond Lupus Foundation, again, the the name comes from her. Purple is her favorite color, but also, ironically, it's the same color as the Lupus Foundation, uh, the Lupus Awareness, that has the colors. Diamond is the birthstone in April. Mm-hmm. So it just made sense to put Purple Diamond in Lupus Foundation. And I have a purpose for every single name, uh, any businesses that we launch. And, you know, in, in the in the time frame, it is, it's just all about trying to find your niche and what you're good at, you know, and really focusing on surrounding yourself with winners because I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for my best friend, John. Uh, he he he's not only my best friend, but he's like a brother from another mother. But he's also a mentor as well because he showed me so much about entrepreneurship and 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 leadership. And then it goes with my other friends that I actually know and learn from because they they just have the experience and they have businesses. You know, one of my first out of my whole career of doing what I do, and, and I told you all this off before we got on, on on the podcast, is that I'm a work in progress for 13 plus years. So within that 13 plus years, I met a gentleman that actually believed in me and he wanted to invest and be be an investor. Now, granted, I messed up terribly because it, I was just young, dumb, and yes, not thinking. Uh, and in this in this business, we owned a party bus. So I was 23 owning a party bus, and I thought I was just like Mr. Rockstar over here, Mr. Hollywood, Hollywood, you know? And just made some bad choices, you know? Mm -hmm. Taking it out for pleasure, not really looking for the bookings and, you know, letting other promoters use it for free, and just failed. Just failed. His name is Rick, by the way, and and, and I'm going to tell him that I talked about him because I always do talk about him. But he gave me that chance to believe in me. And I realized that, that I had to believe in myself a little bit more. You know, I, I have self-confidence, but I think we all can agree that there's days that you just don't care. Mm-hmm. There's days and moments to where you're just like, mm, I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. Am I? Am I not? You know, a lot of people think it's a straight line to success, and it's not. It's all over the lines. It's you zigzag. Know, zigzags, it's never everything. straight. Never yeah, straight. so having people that you can rely on as mentors, I think that's a big thing for anyone or have that's what i was going to ask you because mm-hmm. it seems like mentors played a significant role in the path that you're on currently as well as prior to the one you're on right now yes and those are individuals who may have gone where you've already been and made some mistakes themselves that they may try to help you prevent making by giving you their guidance so for you being i would say a serial entrepreneur because of the multiple businesses that you own, how do you see yourself as a potential mentor to someone coming up through the ranks? I feel that because of I've had I've had a great number of people that guided me, I feel like it's only proper to do the same thing. I don't believe that we have anyone that we quote unquote have competition. So and I've 
I know that a lot of people, a lot of the listeners probably have heard this is you versus you. And I really believe in that. And because of the way I was raised with my mom saying sharing is caring, I believe that for me, when I see someone that's doing marketing or someone that does a podcast or someone that, that does promotions, it's like, let me help you. Let me, you know, see if I can bring some knowledge to you and get you in the right direction. Uh, even uh, shout out to JT for, you know, introducing us together. And he he's in the health, uh, fitness and health and wellness industry. And I used to uh, partner, I used to be a partner for Anytime Fitness Gyms here locally in San Antonio as well. And I love just collaborating. My thing is that I think that if we all can share our knowledge, we're all going to learn something. I'm going to learn something from you that I probably didn't know and vice versa. So for me, it's not competition. It's more collaborations and building relationships. So when someone is starting out as a entrepreneur or a business owner, I will try my best to give as much advice to lead them in that direction. And it's not about the money. It's, it's really not. It's just about seeing people succeed in life and win. I want to see winners. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's lost sometime, you know, in their life. And if you haven't lost, then you need to lose. Just to give you some perspective. Mm-hmm. You really do. I, I believe in that. You know, so, and, and but you also have to have that self-belief. One of the best advice I think I was given by my mom was, it was so crazy. She was just, I remember sitting down and talking to her and she said, Mijo, whatever you do in life, no matter if it's business or personal, never lose your happy. Mm-hmm. She said, just never lose your happy. And I remember just taking that in. I was like, you're right. Because you, you can't do anything in life if you're not happy with yourself, if you don't love yourself. So pick up a book. You know, listen to the audio tapes, you know, go to, you know, the workshops, you know, and educate yourself, bring in positivity into your life, but adapt it too. you know, you really have to adapt these things into your lifestyle because all the books in the world, all the seminars, all the audio tapes, if you don't adapt it, you're just wasting time. True enough, because if you don't take the information that you get and mm-hmm. apply it to make it work for you. How is it going to benefit you? You can have all the knowledge in your head, but if you're not going to put it to use, why even gain it? Why fill your head up with trivial pursuit mm-hmm. unless you're going to apply it and make it work for you? I love it. Tell me something else. Um, the businesses that you have, tell me about them. Tell me the, like their names and what are they? So we started off with our main brand, which is All Access Promotions Entertainment, and that I came up with that name because as a promoter, I wanted to give people the all-access experience, not the the you have to wait in line, pay the cover, and you know just walk around the club. I wanted to give them that VIP concierge service. So when they book something with me, they skip the line. They don't have to pay the cover. They get the VIP experience, the bottles and everything, you know, the works. And also with All Access, with that brand, we do a lot of events here in town, which uh, we were notorious doing small brunch events because uh, I'm a big brunch person. And we also do just festivals and karaoke 
contests, and we just plan every single thing. So in the All Access brand, we tied in the party buses and limos as well, which I own. And it's just been a really incredible experience because people like to celebrate for any reasons. It could be a wedding, could be a divorce, could be a breakup, could be anniversary, could be a wine tour, it could be prom, quinceañeras, birthdays, you name it, there's a celebration, right? And so we kind of are the one-stop shop when it comes to that field. And it's been a blessing because legally we're going on nine years, I believe, uh, in business. Uh, but I launched it maybe like 10 plus years ago because when I became a promoter before actually registering the name in the business, I mean, I've been in promotions for over 13 plus years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but legally we're registering the name. It's a funny story because all access, I want to give people, you know, that experience is all access, but it was first named All Access Productions by Mike Anthony. That was the company name. And I remember my mentor, Rick, he tells me, he said, why do you have Productions by Mike Anthony? So why did you include your name? I was like, because I want people knowing it's mine. He's like, why Productions? He's like, do you have production? I was like, no. He's like, it's not a good name. He's like, what are you trying to do with it? He's like, All Access, I get that. He's like, but what else? I was like, well, it's really promotions and entertainment. And without a word, he just looks at me. Sticks his hands out and go, hey, well, right there. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what we did. Mm-hmm. All access, promotions, entertainment. And then 417 Solutions is a marketing agency, small marketing agency that helps a lot of small business owners here. I know that we could go after, like, the sharks and the big, you know, big sharks, you know, companies and all that. But I'm a really believer of I want to see people succeed. I want to see a small business owner say, hey, I started from here and – I'm going from there. So we look for small business owners and helping them out and coaching them in the process. So we have a a team of graphic designers, web developers, videographers, photographers, editors, marketers. So a really good full-on team. And, again, it's a work in progress. You know, there's a lot of times where you have to, with any business, you have to find the right people. Always. To to make it it work. So – that and in the Purple Diamond Lupus Foundation in honor of my mom, uh, uh, that right there has been on a hold because of everything that has happened within this year and last year. Mm-hmm. So on the safe side, just kind of putting on a pause on it. Uh, but that's initially to help people that have lupus and suffer from lupus and uh, educate them on what it is and help uh, provide some type of financial needs uh, assistance for them. And then within the All Access brand, we did the San Antonio Brunch Festival, uh, which is amazing because it's it's a it's an annual event. And then on the sobriety side of things, with my uh, me being sober, I decided uh, if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you'll see me always do hashtags of living proof, and because I feel like I'm living proof, you know two felonies, arrested eight times, could have gone to prison, didn't go to prison, no college education, no inheritance, no uh, rich parents, no, you know, investors, nothing. You just grit, working hard, networking, time management, and I feel like I'm living proof. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to open up a, a, a an apparel line called Living Proof Apparel Line. And it gives you that that person, you know, that encouragement. And saying that, hey, I'm living proof too. But also on the sobriety side of things too. So if you're uh, struggling from addiction, you know, it could be drug addiction, 
alcohol addiction, sex addiction, any type of addiction that you have and you're trying to overcome it, well, this is going to encourage you to and motivate you as well to be living proof that you can do uh, one day, two days, three days. And we all start one day. You know, one, right. it, I didn't go. I didn't become sober overnight. Mm-hmm. It, it was it took me two times before I actually took that leap of faith of actually becoming sober. And to be honest with you, my sobriety was going to only last for two two years because that was what I was on probation for. It was two years. And I remember talking to my mom. God bless her soul. Uh, I remember just I always talk to my mom. You know, when you lose someone, you're always going to, you know, see different signs and whatnot. And I was asking her, I said, you know, uh, what should I do with this sobriety? Should I, you know, should I continue? Should I not? And I never listened to the radio. Like, it's hardly ever I listen to the radio nowadays, you know? Like, you you turn on your car. I don't know what you listen to, but me personally, I always put something motivational. Mm-hmm. I always put something that's going to be encouraging. I like to feed my mind that. Even when I'm in my office, my staff, they, they're like, don't you want to listen to music? I'm like, I have motivational sp- uh, 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 speeches just nonstop playing on the TV screen on YouTube and just listening to Mm-hmm. I just like to feed myself with that stuff because there's a lot of garbage out there, right? And a lot of negativity out there. But I remember turning on the radio and they were congratulating Eminem on his sobriety. Mm. I'm a big fan of Eminem, but I don't know like his favorite color, his favorite food or any of that stuff. I just know mm-hmm. he's a good rapper. Mm-hmm. So when they were congratulating him on his sobriety, I was like, what? It's like he's sober? And they said, congratulations for 10 years. I was like, no way. I had to Google it real quick. How long has Eminem been sober? And right there I said, okay, that's my personal challenge. I said, I want to go ahead and do 10 years. That's my personal challenge. If I decide to drink later, at least I learned my lesson. I know I'm not going to make stupid, careless mistakes again. But that would be my personal challenge right there. That was your mom's answer to you. Uh-huh. Instead of her answering you, uh-huh. yes, or God said, he sent you a sign yeah. by having you turn on the radio yeah. of all days at all times. Yeah. Right then and there. Uh-huh. Awesome. Amazing. So how can someone get a hold of you for access to you to utilize your services, your skill set, your companies? Yeah. If anyone wants to uh, reach out, you can always follow on Facebook or Instagram, official Mike Anthony Torres. Uh, you can also text or call me. Like I'm, my number is open to anybody, and I literally get and I average about three or five hours of sleep uh, a day, or maybe miss a day sometimes of sleep. So I'm literally always available. Uh, number is two one zero six seven seven five two eight nine. I just I'm a very easygoing type of person when it comes to networking. I I believe that that's a key in life is to network and share and understand what your purpose is and want to understand the other individual's purpose. And maybe you you may not click, maybe you won't help, but you know someone that may be good for them. You know, so and that's the thing is that I like to say that a lot of the, the success I've had was always becoming a middleman. You know, I knew how to put pieces together. If I knew this person needed this, then I'd be like, okay, boom. And, like, I would just make those connections, and then I would be the middleman and, you know, getting my finder's fees or whatever. And that that was just a key. And I believe that because of the network, it's your net worth, you know. Mm, So it's just just amazing to see how many people can can learn uh, based on meeting others. 
True. Very true. Wow. Well, thank you, Mike Anthony, so much for being on our show. Once again, Mike Anthony Torres. You know what's so funny? What? Uh, real quick. Is that people always um, – so the first name is Mike Anthony, but a lot of people always say Mark Anthony, right? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I hear it so many times. Mark Anthony. I'd be like, no, Mike Anthony, I wish I could sing. That's one talent I do not have. I can't sing, and I don't have his kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, uh, it's one of the biggest pet peeves is when people – uh, cut my name in half. They're like Mike. I'm like, no, say Mike Anthony together. Like, please. It's Anthony. all one name. All one name. Yeah, one name. Well, I appreciate you, Mike Anthony Torres, <laughs> for coming on our show today. Thank you. Thank you. And we look forward to seeing greater and bigger things come from you. I know you mentioned something about an annual brunch. Tell us a little bit about it. Even though you know this show may be posted afterward, but it's still an annual event. Talk to me. It is. So every year in September, so this year, 2021, we'll have the second annual San Antonio's Brunch Festival, September 25th, located at the SB, formerly known as Sunset Station, from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. And you could think of all your favorite local brunch restaurants all coming together to showcase what they have to offer. And it's just one big, fun, adult-friendly event so adults only so if you have kids this is a time where you can just get a babysitter for the daytime and enjoy your time with your spouse your significant other your friends and enjoy brunch we have a popular local band that does a cover it's a cover band and their name is Fanny friday we have vip lounges that we're going to be offering for people to uh, be able to you know participate in which is uh, we have music from DJ Mystic, DJ E-flat, DJ Double R. They are considered three of the top DJs here in San Antonio. And you have so many different small businesses uh, as vendors. And there's VIP tickets, which is $75, which the VIP ticket gives you unlimited food tastings from all these brunch restaurants. And it gives you the first hour uh, from 11 to noon. You get the first hour to yourself to where you have open bar. So mimosas, minchiladas, you know, sangrias, margaritas. And then you get an additional two drink tickets after the open bar is done. And then the general admission is $55. And they get 14 food tastings. And two drink tickets, too, as well. And then they get to be there from noon to three. Wow. But it's a great event because we're giving back a portion of the proceeds going to a nonprofit organization called Live Forever. And it's a, a cancer organization, stroke cancer. And it's just amazing to see the, the love from the city. No uh, we, doubt. We've had radio stations. We've had media news stations. We've had smaller uh, news uh, media companies reach out we've been shared and some of the biggest food bloggers here in town are participating as special guest judges and it's just amazing to see the city come together and everyone loves brunch i mean i don't know one person that does not like brunch undoubtedly so how can they find out more about that particular event so they can go to our website www.sabrunchfest.com you can find on facebook and Instagram, SA Brunch Fest, and anything with, with our companies so from the 
All Access brand to the 417 Solutions to San Antonio Brunch Festival to Living Proof to Purple Diamond. You can find it all on Facebook and Instagram. And then also we have a, a late night talk show called Late Nights with All Access too as well. So there's a variety of different things. I, I would say that if anyone wants to needs any type of help or guidance, just reach out. I mean, like, we'll be glad to help. We no are. Doubt. Wow. Well, thank you once again, Mark Anthony, for being on the show. You we said Mark Anthony. You. Look at that. Oh, oh my see? God. <laughs> You've but got to edit that now, don't you? No, don't Mike edit. Ant- don't, no, don't edit? No, don't edit. Let uh, it be real. See, okay. it's a common thing. Obviously. It because, is. you know, Mark Anthony is the known name. Yes. Not Mike Anthony. No. But see, I want to make sure I get you right. Mike <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> it's a common mistake. And the thing is that, that you have to laugh at it, you know? Uh-huh. After, and if, I, if you don't mind, let me share this real quick with y'all. Sure. If you don't mind. I'm going to show you why I even have my name as my name okay so and most people don't know this unless you grew up with me so my first name is michael my middle name is anthony my last name is torres so i decided to put my two names together and it's been like this for over 15 years Mm -hmm. and it's because of the fact that when i was in high school i got i I play basketball i'm pretty good at basketball too just let you know point guard point guard yes because I'm not that tall. <laughs> but I tried out for the team in high school, made the JV on my freshman year, and they call me. They say, Michael, and I'm going to say his last name. And it was not my last name. And I said, no, I'm Taurus. And right then and there, they said, oh, we got the wrong Michael. And they put me on the B team. I was like, what? How are you going to tell me I'm on the JV team? And then automatically just put me on the J- JV team. I, was, I mean, the B team. I was like, wow. So I had to prove myself, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So that was my first experience, right? Second experience, I was uh, looking into getting into the leasing industry, management, property management industry uh, with apartment complexes. So in that industry, it's notorious that there's nothing but women. Like 90% of, if you go to an apartment complex, always women, Mm -hmm. right? So it's very rare that you see a man working in a leasing office. So I was applying everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. I get hired. It's like, yes, come. You, we loved your interview, blah, blah, blah. I go in there. They said, okay, fill out the application. Sorry, filling out. They're like, Mr. Garcia. And I was just like, you know, filling out my uh, application. They're like, Mr. Garcia. And I, I didn't look up. I wasn't paying attention. And I look up finally. They're like, aren't you Michael Garcia? I was like, no. I was like, Michael Torres. They're like, oh, we called the wrong Michael. I was like, Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. I was like, how could you call the wrong Michael? If y'all did personal interviews, y'all know I don't even look like this guy. Unless he's like a twin that I have that I don't know. So I'm just like, it didn't make any sense. I was like, all right, whatever. So I watch a movie called Two for the Money. And it's with Al Pacino and Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. So Matthew McConaughey plays a character named Brandon Lang. Brandon Lang is a uh, betting, sports betting guy, right? He's taking these calls for like 800 numbers for college and doing the betting. Al Pacino is a big league with the NFL. So he listens into Brandon Lang's, you know, talks and and, and cold calls and whatever. And he sees how good he is. He tells him, hey, you got to come with me and do the big leagues with the NFL. Well, he changes his name from 
Brandon Lang to now you're John Anthony. John Anthony, the million-dollar man with the million-dollar plan. So the movie portrays him as John Anthony, as his character. Well, after the movie, and I'm going to spoil it. If you haven't seen it, you got to go watch it because it's one of my favorite movies. After the movie, they show the real person that he was playing, and his name is Mike Anthony. Mm. And so, but that's his first and last name, Mike Anthony. So I was just like, right there. I was like, that's me. My name is Mike Anthony. So over 15 years ago, I just started just, you know, really just going by Mike Anthony. Mm-hmm. Or 13 years ago or whatever, however long it was. And it was just like amazing because I realized that's what I wanted to be called. And it's my name. So everyone now, my family, my grandma, my mother when she was alive, every single buddy calls me Mike Anthony. Because now it's established. Established, yes. Mm-hmm. And then Mark Anthony came along and messed it up. Yeah, Mark Anthony. I mean, like, that's actually a, I have a, a little catchphrase, like, my name's Mike Anthony, not Mark Anthony. I can't sing, but I can dance. And people laugh. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Which people, when they see me dance, they're like, man, you could really dance. But I I really, honestly, the secret, I only have three moves, and that's it. <laughs> and you just put them in different beats. Yeah, and people are like, man, he could dance. I'm like, no, it's only three moves, and that's it. <laughs> Well, thank you, Mike Anthony. I love it. I appreciate you being on the show. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the hustle, juggle, and struggle of small business. Tune in for more episodes coming up your way. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye. For more information about any of our guests, or if you have questions and comments, please email us at admin at And don't forget to check out our website, PlemonsCPA.com, for upcoming events and workshops in San Antonio. David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by David B. Plemons CPA, Inc., The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or their concepts or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by David B. Plemons, CPA Inc. employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the views of David B. Plemons, CPA Inc. or any of its officials. You should always consult your own investment advisors, attorneys, and accountants before making any decisions concerning your financial matters. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact our office. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.